everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Audacity Academy. I say she says for the 5,000th time in her career, and it will not be the last time I say that. I'm here with another guest, an old friend of mine from the Army, Ashley Labrum. I'm so excited she's here. This woman, not only is she a badass Army veteran, she's also a wife and mother of, get this guys, eight. Eight kiddos that she yeah. wrestles and wrestles <laughs> and gets to practice boundaries with every single day of her life. She's amazing. She's got an inspiring story. We've known each other a very long time, and I'm very excited to have not only an interview, but also a catch-up conversation with her today. So Ashley, tell the people a little bit more about your story. Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, where to start? I mean, I, so I did meet you back in 2012, 2012? or 2013, something like that. I think that, so. Yeah. So gosh, 10 years. I know. Um, <laughs> so man, now I'm trying to think of like back in 10 years, 10 years. Um, you were pregnant when I first met you, right? You no. had Dallin. Um, it, I got pregnant in 2013. So okay. maybe I okay. knew you in 2013. Okay. Um, and yep, uh, that was Daphne. And now mm -hmm. she is almost eight. Oh my gosh. I can't even believe it. She's, Every time you post a picture, I'm just like, ah, where's the time gone? Right. She was this itty bitty little thing. And now she's Miss Sassy Pants. Mm -hmm. um, she, <laughs> she's pretty fantastic. Though. <laughs> she's going to be a badass one day because she doesn't take anyone's shit. So funny that we brought up Daphne first because, so as you know, I'm a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. I was a people, a people pleaser ever since I was little. Mm -hmm. I think it's because everyone just thought I was so cute. And mm -hmm. so I just like continued to do everything that they liked. So mm -hmm. they would like me yeah. or I felt like I had to. Uh -huh. And um, that kind of carried on with everything in my life. It's why mm -hmm. I got good grades. It's why I tried out for certain sports. It's why I went to certain colleges or things like that. <clears throat> Joining the military was my first not people pleasing moment. Really? Oh, wow. Yes. Um, it was just something that like weighed on my heart that mm -hmm. I needed to do. And so I did it. And my mom probably cried for like a few weeks. I lost friends. Oh, man. Um, all sorts of stuff but being in the military it was easy for me to get along with everyone because I was a people pleaser so I just mm -hmm. stayed in line I did mm -hmm. my thing I stayed in my lane the yeah. whole time uh -huh. until I was pregnant with Daphne and I think it's like her personality rubbed off on me because she doesn't take anyone's crap she never has and that was the first time I think I ever put someone in their place mm -hmm. was when I was pregnant with Daphne um, somebody in a meeting once, I'm sure you'll figure out who it was. Um, she decided to talk about me, but not about me, like around that it was mm -hmm. me, a certain somebody. And I stopped the whole meeting. I was like, we know it's me. Just say it's me. It's good. Uh -huh. And, but like, I was still really worried about what people said. So I was crying, mm -hmm. but every, and she would always like make fun of me that I would cry when I would get flustered. And I'm like, yes, I am crying, but you can hear everything I'm saying. And mm -hmm. she's like, and I'm pretty sure everyone came to my office later and like, <laughs> like, man, I'm so glad you finally did that. She would not shut up. But I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't even know where that came from. 
but it stuck around, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, you know, upset a couple of people later on in life. So how did it um, feel to be assertive like that for the very first time? It was fantastic. <laughs> like, I think I was just so mad that it just kind of came out. And at mm-hmm. first I was like, oh man, that was really uh-huh. unprofessional. Yeah. But then afterwards, when I realized that everyone was like, man, why did it take you so long? Then I kind of, okay, mm-hmm. I got this because it got my point across. And then it was easier to say it later mm-hmm. if something else came up, mm-hmm. which it did. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Remember that? Remember that soldier? Oh, oh man. She wanted to tell me how the army worked one day. <sighs> and I, so I yelled at her because I was tired of her telling me what I know and what I don't know, mm-hmm. because I run on facts. My life is a bunch of facts. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't tell me that I don't know it yeah. because you don't know what's in my head kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but when there's like a process of things, like the military or a business or a family or whatever, Mm -hmm. there's always a process that works. And when it works, you can't tell me that it doesn't work. Yeah. So you have facts that it works. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's factually based. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, everyone like in the office turned the music down and they leaned over and they Mm -hmm. listened. And, you know, some people shut doors and like sat up next to the door. (laughs) I was like, I just couldn't take it anymore. Like, I'm usually pretty nice and easygoing, but don't tell me what I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, or don't tell me that you know how to do my job better than I do. That's, mm-hmm. that's why it's my job. That's why mm-hmm. this is me. So, but yeah. So did you know before you joined the army, before you started speaking up yourself and being more assertive in these situations, did you have an awareness that you were people pleasing most of your life? Or Mm -hmm. when did you finally realize that that was a pattern for you? Um, probably when I was in the army out in California, when Mm -hmm. we met, um, it was like a holiday or something, not like a big holiday, but like Columbus day or something. And I was sitting at my desk catching up on something, but I was the on-call sergeant anyways. So Mm -hmm. I had to come in and just like make an appearance. I was sitting there and I was typing and someone came in, you know, poked their head in the door and they said, you do realize that you can go home. It's a holiday and nobody is working today. Right. And I sat there like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. I don't have to do this. This is, this is a day off. Like I mm-hmm. could actually do this tomorrow, but in the back of my mind, I heard, well, they expect this to be done at a certain time. Nobody else did come in on their days off. Nobody else did things that they were supposed to. And when they didn't, it landed on my desk. When I went on maternity leave, I had to teach five people different parts of my job because I wasn't doing a one person job. Mm-hmm. I was doing a five person job because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to say no. Mm. And then it just became like a habit. Oh, I know how to do this. And so I just, I was like on autopilot and I just did it. 
but no one really ever like thanked me for doing it either. It was just one of those, they expected me to do it because, oh, she won't say no. Mm -hmm. She'll get it done. You know, I guess that's like a high functioning anxiety kind of person or personality trait of mine was I got to hurry up and do it. Mm -hmm. And so when I did, people would find like more things and it's like, (laughs) no. I it's like just sit down. It's like so. when you you give an inch, people take a mile, and it's that it's a big lesson mm-hmm. for my listeners, and I'm sure that you can um, you'll this will resonate with you as well. It's it's just walking, talking, living, breathing proof that our boundaries and our limits are our responsibility. We can't rely mm-hmm. on other people for our no. We can't rely on other people because they don't know what our capacity is. Exactly. If, if we keep saying yes, if we keep taking on more and more and more, like I got this, it's not a problem. Oh yeah. I'm a high achiever. Oh, come on. I'll stay late. I'll come in on Saturday. It's not a problem. Right. They'll be like, cool here. Right. Just, while you're here, while you're here, I don't want to do it. Cause I know my limitation and I'm saying no. So I'm just going to pass it on to you. And it's just, mm-hmm. Not everyone does it maliciously. There are, of course, predators right. out there and, and, and assholes out there who are just like, oh, yeah, totally. I'm going to take advantage of you. But most people don't realize that someone is people pleasing. They don't right. realize that they're not saying no. Yeah, no, I totally get that. So when you started being more assertive in the military and then later on everywhere else in life, what was the reception of other people around you? Like, did, was there good? Was there people who hated it? People um, supported you? Like what did, what was the overarching theme there? Like people I worked with understood, Hey, yeah, that's cool. I'll find someone else. No, mm-hmm. no worries. Which made me think, why didn't I do this sooner? Mm. Because I wasn't rude about it. I was just saying, Hey, listen, I just, I can't get this done. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing. I just don't have time. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't want to can I give it to so-and-so and let them run with it? And they did a good job and it wasn't a big deal, but I thought it would be a big deal if I didn't do it, mm-hmm. you know, but everybody around, they were totally fine with it. There was one person in my life that did not think this was cool. And that was my husband at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't realize at the time, but he had narcissistic personality traits and so when he saw that I was a people pleaser and that I was a giver, he latched onto me and he took full advantage of mm-hmm. all of that. Yep. Um, and Daphne is our child. So, which is really funny because she had to learn at a young age not to take his crap and he doesn't like that. And he kind of resents her for it now, mm. you know, Interesting. because, because kids aren't stupid. You know, they see what you say and then they see what you're actually doing and they can connect the dots. They might not tell you, but they can connect the dots. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, it, it was pretty rocky with him because he kind of like he wanted his cake and to eat it, too. He wanted to be married, but not be married mm-hmm. and like date other people, Sure, which I didn't know at the time. <laughs> or maybe sometimes I had like a hunch, but mm-hmm. I didn't say anything about it or, or it was one of those, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. It will never happen again and blah, blah, blah. And no, it happened again. He just 
try to be more sneaky about it mm-hmm. so I wouldn't see it but I mean I figured it out yeah. but it was one of those I was still in that people pleasing like abuse cycle is that like a thing mm-hmm. like like he had his abuse cycle like every year around this time is when I would find out that he did something bad mm-hmm. cheated on me or he was I don't know taking money or something it was always around spring and then shortly after I would confront him it would be the oh I'm so sorry I love you I'll do anything to make you happy and stay and blah 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 and then it would build up again and again and it was just this continual I guess like mind fuckery if you you will where that's exactly what it is when you're dating or married to a narcissist yes it's exactly right (laughs) but like it it was hard to see it until after it happened you Mm -hmm. know so the first cycle that it happened was actually in California when I was pregnant, actually, he, I caught him. Oh, I wasn't cheating, but I'm pretty sure he was cheating with somebody um, Mm -hmm. to the point where I was like, I can't do this. We're done. You know? And I told him he could, if he wanted to be friends with this person, he could leave. And he Mm -hmm. left. And I was like, huh? Okay. And then she sent him back because she really didn't want him. And I was like, well, that's fun. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But that was like my first go around. So to me, I was like, oh, great. We've made up. We've, Uh you know, blah, blah, blah. We had Daphne. Everything was fine. We moved to a new place after I got out of the military. And then it's like, it came back around. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I, you know, started thinking like, maybe I should be saving some money on the side or maybe I should set myself up a little bit better you know finish my schooling and you know so I could leave Mm -hmm. because it was gonna have to be one of those he was at work and I left kind of thing because he was kind of scary after a while like it like they mess with your mind so much that by the time that like um, they're threatening, they don't have to actually threaten you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To scare you. Yep. It's one of those, they give you a look and you're like, oh shit. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like your mom in the grocery store when you're little and she gives you that look, like, don't you even yep. ask for that candy? Mm-hmm. It's kind of <laughs> kind of like that, except for, you know, he made an offhanded joke one day about shooting me and not needing but like two bullets to to kill our family because I was pregnant and it was uh Dallin and Daphne and oh well they sleep in a bunk bed and I'm like who says things like that you know and I said it to my friend later and she's like she was really alarmed Mm -hmm. you know and to me I was just kind of like oh well he played it off as a joke and she's like no we don't joke about what has he done to your mind that you, of mm-hmm. all people, gun safety, military veteran, would ever even allow a mm-hmm. joke like that? That's yep. not a joke. And um, so when it came to the end of our relationship, he he had been telling um, a sob story at work about how I was mean or crazy or whatever it is that would get him attention from other people to not believe me. Mm -hmm. So when things came down to it and I needed help, 
they wouldn't help me because they saw me as the threat and he was the victim. I was the one stealing the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, But what they didn't see was how I went to a play date at my friend's house, the one that I told about the, you know, the joke about shooting me. Um, I went to her house. Um, Her oldest son and Dallin were besties and Daphne and her little girl were besties. So it was a play date for everybody. And he and his girlfriend came over with the spare set of keys and took my vehicle and left us there. Completely stranded us and then took all the money out of the account and left me at her house. Um, The fact that she's just a really good person really was like the only thing that helped me, you know? Mm -hmm. I... she was like, I have a spare room and a loft, you know, mm-hmm. just stay here, stay here yeah. until you figure it out or it's safe or mm-hmm. whatever. And that's what we did. And it was crazy because he had beat into me that anytime we had a problem, it was my fault. That it was your and fault. Even when right. I, and even when I knew it wasn't, and I would base everything on facts he would talk around me to the point mm-hmm. where I was confused yeah. or I would just get frustrated and I didn't want to talk anymore. Gaslighting. Yeah. And so that's kind of how everything was. And the interesting part about all of this is not only did he leave us <laughs> completely, then he told everyone else that I left him. That you left him. And that I took the kids that I was his crazy ex and I took the kids and I left um even though he left us for his girlfriend who later found out she was pregnant Mm. and then they ended up getting married but I don't think he wanted to it was one of those she came from a really big Mexican family and it was a you better marry my daughter (laughs) which Mm -hmm. you did (laughs) kind Mm -hmm. of thing yeah so it's but even then because she had heard all of his lies that she immediately hated me there was no room for Mm co-parenting or even even casual chit chat you know just normal things like hey how's it going I packed an extra toothbrush or you know like nothing we could not talk it because anything that came from their side was really mean and it didn't matter what it was it was all they would find something to be Mm -hmm. mean about and my daughter Daphne um she was five at the time and when she came home she was like um Miss, what they call her? Miss Ma'am or something like that at first, because they would hang out when we were still married and didn't want me to know who she was. Mm -hmm. So Miss Ma'am doesn't make any sense. And they would just blame it on the fact that, oh, she's little blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She would say things like, oh, well, she said, she said this and this about you. And it wasn't very nice and it hurt my feelings, but he didn't Mm want to say anything because I'm just a kid or why does daddy say blah, blah, blah about you? That's not how I remember it. Am mm-hmm. I remembering it wrong? And I would have to reassure her like, no, you're not remembering it wrong. Maybe he doesn't remember because he's not you, mm-hmm. you know, without talking bad about him, you know, mm-hmm. just 
reassure her that, you know, no, what you remember is right. Mm -hmm. Cause you were there. That's your life. That's it. You know? And, and now things like that don't bother her anymore because she's like, I don't want to talk about this. If you're going to be mean, Mm. I don't want to talk about my mom, if you're going to be mean or, um, I don't want to talk to you anymore and she'll hang up, you know, I need and to I, get her like a little, I need to make her a boundary queen t-shirt. I need to make right. one for a little girl and send it to her because that's fantastic. <laughs> Everyone needs to learn from her. That's amazing. Well, because I wanted her to know that she doesn't have to fall into what I did. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to sit there and stay on the phone call. If you're not comfortable, you you're done talking just politely say, I'm done now. I don't want to talk and just hang mm-hmm. up. And, you know, without being rude, of course, cause that is her father. And, you know, yeah. I, you know, I could get in trouble from the court if I suggest alienation or anything like that. So it's just one of those, if you don't feel comfortable, end it. If you feel that you're done, just end it. You don't have to be mean to to get your point across you know Mm -hmm. and I say that to all the kids I mean so they're they all have two people in each room right five five bedroom house (laughs) ten of us (laughs) and it's one of those if you at you don't you no longer want someone in your room they have to leave whether they want to or not because Mm -hmm. they you don't owe them anything yes you invited them in but if you want them to leave they have to leave. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for some of them. You know, we have littles, seven, four, one, <laughs> you know, like we have little ones that still have trouble, like understanding that, you know, this is okay kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But when you remind them, oh, well, remember just the other day, you asked him to leave mm-hmm. and you were mad because he wouldn't. And what did I do? I removed him. I picked him up and I took him out and you shut your door right Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah I'm like okay well now this is the same thing except for it's you and so you need to leave you're a little too big for me to like pick you up and move you so I Mm -hmm. need you to get up and I need you to leave Mm -hmm. and it's not because anything is wrong with you or him you guys are still friends they're just done they're just done and that's okay Mm -hmm. you know and it's one of those like I really wish somebody would have told me when I was little that it's okay, you know, yep. you don't, you don't want to be friends with that person or, or maybe you just don't want to be friendly right now. That's okay. Yep. You can do that without being mean mm-hmm. and it's okay. Yep. And nobody exactly. told me that. So I was constantly going, oh no, but I'm going to make somebody mad. And if I got caught, you know, being even just a little bit mean the thought of people like being mad at me reduced me to tears. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember yep. um, like telling someone a ghost story or something when I was little and it really freaked some people out. And so my teacher made me get up in front of everybody and tell them that it was just a joke, that it was just a story that I made up. And I remember crying and nobody was even mad at me. You know, they just wanted to hear what I had to say. And I was just so, I don't know if it's like embarrassed or overwhelmed or whatever, knowing that everybody was potentially disappointed in me or didn't want to be my friend. 
upset me so much that like I for real just broke down mm-hmm. and just cried and cried and cried. But looking back at it now, it's one of my kids would not have that problem because I tell them all the time, you know, we'll just go tell them it was a joke or mm-hmm. say you're sorry or say, you know, what's wrong? Go go have a conversation. Like it's okay. It we know you're just telling ghost stories because mm-hmm. you guys do it all the time but you yeah. really scared that person. So go tell them so they can, you know, go to sleep and mm-hmm. not in my room. So, <laughs> you know, but it, it, it's, it's interesting to see how like things weren't discussed when we were kids, you know, mm-hmm. whether people didn't realize it or it was just like, oh, hush, hush, or girls are expected just to be nice you know, but you're not, (laughs) you don't have to be, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't make you a bad person. Nope. It just means that you just don't want to, Mm -hmm. and nobody would ever tell my boys not to do that. Uh Uh-huh. You know, you better not be telling my girls that either. Yeah. Yeah. They'll tell you what you can do. (laughs) (laughs) So, but. So was it like a, a, a specific moment where it clicked in your brain and you were like, oh, I can stand up for myself I can set boundaries it's okay if I just don't want to or has it been a gradual process for you it was definitely a gradual thing but um when it came to my ex I actually had to go back to court to amend my divorce decree because he put a lot of tricky things in there that I just didn't notice at the time were kind of tricky and just backwards or just very controlling Mm -hmm. and so I had to go back to court and I guess because of you know being a narcissist he felt that he was better and smarter than people he didn't read it (laughs) so he didn't read where it said that these new papers take over all the other papers Mm -hmm. he didn't read that part or maybe mm. he didn't think that it was real. And even though he saw that it said, if the parents cannot agree, mom has the final say, maybe he didn't realize that that really is what it is. Because like the next week, he tried to boss me around about something. And I was like, excuse me, actually, mm-hmm. no. And he's like, you can't tell me no. I'm like, actually, I can. And I screenshotted, highlighted here's my facts. Mm -hmm. I can tell you and you have nothing more to say. I'm done. Mm -hmm. That was it. And I kid you not, I went into the kitchen and I poured me a bowl of ice cream and I put some fucking sprinkles on it. And I was like, you know what? Winners get sprinkles. Yes. Winners get sprinkles. That's my new favorite phrase. (laughs) And, and that was it. it. I was like, you know, I might be a very plain Jane vanilla kind of person, but vanilla ice cream with rainbow sprinkles, that's winning. Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) and they can't touch me. They can't say anything to me. The papers also shut up his new wife who still only knows his version of things so Mm -hmm. maybe she is to blame maybe she's not to blame who knows but acting without having knowledge like acting because somebody told you so and not because you know the facts 
that it's just, just ignorant it's just ignorance just acting without trying yeah. first it's just so, basic ignorance yeah so yeah that's that's been really fun but being able to have that paper and say no you cannot no you cannot pick up the kids from school mm-hmm. oh your threat is gone yeah oh you're threatening to take the kids sorry the school knows that you can't take them either it's on a legal paper they mm-hmm. have it you can't do that oh you want to come to my house at this time and pick up the kids sorry the papers don't say that you can't mm-hmm. do it oh you want to talk to me through this channel you can't you can only talk to me through the court approved channel of communication you cannot talk to me mm-hmm. and it was probably like the most freeing thing i've ever done <laughs> like and there exa- that's example those are legal boundaries those are boundaries. Mm-hmm. The, the divorce decree with all of those parameters written down, those are boundaries. And that mm-hmm. is exactly what boundaries do. They free you, especially when you're dealing with a narcissist. Now I have my narcissistic ex. We were not legally married. Thank God in heaven. We were never legally yes. married, Yes. but he, he used to love to say, I'm the smartest person I know. And the last time, you know, I'm sure you've heard that. You heard that from your narcissist too. I'm oh, the yeah. Person oh, I they don't they like me because I'm smarter than them. Yes, I'm smarter than them. I'm I'm smarter than them. So every time yeah. I would, you know, catch them in a lie, they would they can't compute the idea that someone so they have to make up truths in their head and spin things around so that they are mm-hmm. there. And when you're constantly up against someone who's playing games, lying, manipulating, gaslighting, trying to make you feel like you're crazy trying to take Mm -hmm. advantage of you. The number one thing that you have to have is boundaries. Mm -hmm. You have to have boundaries. And when you're dealing with a co-parenting situation, like you are, and a divorce, like you are, Mm -hmm. you have to have them written down because there's no way to manage that situation without something set in stone. So I'm so glad you were able to get, you were able to get that amended in your favor, because I can't even imagine what your life would be like without those it was insane. It was, it was really insane. My, um, so going back to when he left us, Mm -hmm. uh, so he left us right before Christmas, (laughs) Merry Christmas. Um, so that was fantastic. So we're at our friend at our friend's house and her name is Jen and they, they had, um, she was married and she had four kids of her own and she had like last Saturday of the month game night or Mm -hmm. something. And so everybody was over at her house. And since, you know, I lived there now, I, and I was an adult, I was invited to game night and my phone kept ringing or pinging or something. And every time it did, I would jump immediately and answer Mm -hmm. it immediately because he expected me to. And the guy next to me, he used to be chief master sergeant Air Force, Air Force. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he goes, do I need to answer your phone? I mm-hmm. will end this. And I just looked at him and I'm like, no, I couldn't. She goes, yes, you could. Mm-hmm. Next time it rings, I'm putting him on the phone because this is ridiculous. You yeah. can't even sit here for 10 minutes and play mm-hmm. a card game mm-hmm. where I'm doing absolutely nothing wrong. I wasn't even drinking. Like everybody else had a drink and it was just me and my sparkling water and like freaking, you know, snackies playing like a 
I don't know. I think it was like apples to apples or mm-hmm. what do you mean or something, you know? Yeah. And, and he did, he answered the phone. I was so scared. Like, oh my gosh. And he's like, hello, hello. No, you don't want to talk. Okay. Then you can stop calling and hung up. And he called again and I turned my phone off. It was probably the first time that I ever turned my phone off mm-hmm. since we got married. So How like did five, you feel? It was the best sleep I think I've ever had. <laughs> it was fantastic. And the next morning, you know, I come down her stairs and she goes, you look amazing. And I was like, I feel so good all of mm-hmm. a sudden. And that's when he started being crazier to kind of make me feel crazy mm-hmm. he installed like a roto dialer app on his phone so the calls would come from different numbers mm-hmm. and oh if she doesn't know the number she'll answer yeah maybe if you didn't call nine times in 10 minutes maybe i would mm-hmm. yeah um and this was me- after he left you with his girlfriend he was yes. blowing up blowing you up like this yes it, yeah. there it's insane it was crazy. That's when he decided that we should go to marriage counseling. And I'm like, but you told me you were done. You left, you left. (laughs) And now you want to do marriage counseling. Oh my goodness. Because he wanted to keep both sides. He Mm -hmm. wanted me to take care of everything and the kids and all that stuff, the house, the dogs, everything. Mm -hmm. But then he wanted to have fun. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, what has it, it been like crazy. in the years since learning how to co-parent with a narcissist <laughs> besides those legal documents that you have, which are your set in stone boundaries, how have you learned over time to set better boundaries in communication with him, with his interactions with the kids? I'm sure there are some listeners who are co-parenting with a narcissist who would love to hear some um, advice from you. The only way that I've been able to do anything is to have it legally written down. Um, so I, I thought of what I wanted. Okay. What do I want when he has the kids? I want to talk to them three times a week. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to talk to them. mm, Let's do Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. So if you guys want to go on the weekend and do something, you can do something, but I have my time. And it's a slice, you know, it's at a set time and, you know, give me 30 minutes to talk to the kids. Okay. And so it goes both ways. So he can call them when I have them Mm -hmm. at these, on these three days at a set time for 30 minutes. Um, And that was actually um, amended by, um, a guardian of the court. Originally I had said an hour and she's like, your kids are not going to sit for an hour. They mm-hmm. don't like him. He is yeah. scary. He makes them cry. Mm-hmm. They're not going to sit there for an hour and making them do so is really traumatizing. So we're not yeah. going to do that. We're going to do 30 minutes. Okay. And I was like, okay, okay. Because she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's her job. That's, yeah. that's, that's her lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's what I did. But I also had to, you know, reinforce with Daphne, if you are done, say you're done. You don't have to say why. No is a complete answer. Yes. No, I don't want to talk. That's it. Mm-hmm. You do not have to explain. 
and you know and she looks at me and she gets like this kind of scared look and i'm like do you want dallin to sit with you we can have brother sit with you i'm not allowed to because that goes in mm -hmm. with like skewing the conversation you know right. where she might not want to say something because mom's around mm -hmm. she'll say anything in front of dallin you know that's her that's her brother mm -hmm. so and so if she has something that she feels is big to tell him or he's going to be mad or he's not going to like it oh my gosh do you hear my puppy I do. <laughs> he's like, <wicking> out. <laughs> oh, he's like i don't want to be in here um but she'll have him sit there and he won't say anything he'll just be sitting there and sh so she feels i guess less scared to say what she really thinks mm -hmm. and so that way you know she gets it out and but I guess like on the backside, Dallin has seen how he's mean or how he's manipulative. And, you know, he'll, he'll, for example, the other day, he brought up an adult topic to her, a legal topic, which you don't discuss with kids because they're kids, you know? Mm -hmm. So he brings up this legal topic and asks her, what should I do? Yes or mm -hmm. no. And, and she's like, I don't know, I'm a kid. Mm -hmm. He made her answer and she gave him an answer he didn't like. Mm -hmm. And so she was really scared anyways, because, well, I'm gonna be honest because you asked me, so you must wanna hear my answer. Uh -huh. He did not wanna hear it. <laughs> and he brings up, well, you're a kid and this is an adult thing and you shouldn't be talking about adult things. Mm. And Dallin was like, he asked you, yeah. he asked you, you didn't bring that up. You didn't even know that existed. Mm -hmm. And so then we had to tell her how, you know, he's tricking you. That was very mean, you know, it, trying to explain manipulative behavior to a seven-year-old is really tricky when you don't know I guess like seven-year-old words. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. like she kids, doesn't kids are she doesn't know what manipulate. But she kids, doesn't know what kids can be manipulative in their own ways. They just right? it's like it's almost trying to explain like when you're being sneaky and you know right? better. It's like tr it's trying to explain that to them. But then right? it almost how do you convey to them how serious of an issue it is when you're using words like sneaky, you know? <laughs> right, right. It's like sprinkles, and sprinkles and sneaky. It's like, these are serious topics, but I'm using words like sprinkles right, and sneaky right, right now. <laughs> and it, it's, it's really, it, it's been really challenging to get mm -hmm. her to realize that, like to see what's happening mm -hmm. because she was starting to feel crazy. He yeah. was manipulating her, mm -hmm. you know, crazy making. He was doing all that to her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like, Daphne, he's right on one point. This was a grown up conversation and you should never have been involved in it. That's but why it's not your I fault. Yeah. Did not talk to you about it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is not your fault. He did this to trick you in. I have a feeling that even if you said what he wanted you to say, he probably still would have made this like a tricky, confusing situation. And she's like, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Why would somebody do that? I don't know, hon. But next time and you realize that it's an adult conversation, I don't want to talk about this. Mm -hmm. You should talk to mom. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know what you're talking about and just change the topic. 
Mm-hmm. Just move on, you know? So how do you navigate teaching your kids boundaries with your ex without putting him down? Like the pull, cause you have to play there's You have to play the political game, not just for the courts, right. but also you want to instill healthy behavior and healthy boundaries with your kids. Mm-hmm. And that boundaries don't equal putting someone down boundaries. Yeah. don't equal, even if this person might deserve, <laughs> you know, right. Rudeness or right. you being mean right back. Like, even though that might be something you're tempted to do, it's still not healthy or productive. So how are you navigating teaching them that at these various ages that they're at? With each other and with so, um, I guess what we do is we we put it in a way that if you wouldn't say it to me, you're not going to say it to somebody else. That's a good so, one. So, so it's very much if you were to say that to me, would I let you get what you want? If mm-hmm. the answer is yes, then yes, you can talk to your brother or dad mm-hmm. or whoever like that. But if the answer is no, you should probably not say it because you're going to get in trouble if I, I hear that you're saying that, whether it's to, you know, your sister who's older or brother who's younger or your dad, mm-hmm. we don't play, we, we just don't do that. It's not okay. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think something that really helps is my current husband, he doesn't push boundaries. It's one mm-hmm. of the reasons why I like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's why we got married. That's why we have so many people. In this house. <laughs> because we don't always get along. We don't like the same things on every topic, you know, conversation or food or freaking movies. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those like, okay. We have three TVs in this house. You go over there and you can watch it and shut the door because you can like what you like, but I don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like. And you can like what you like, but I don't have to like it just because you do. Yeah. And so the kids do that too. And, and it's one of those, like, we encourage them to say what they do and don't like, do and do not want, as mm-hmm. long as they say it nicely. That's good. You know, Mm -hmm. and if they don't say it nicely, then we don't say what you're saying is wrong. We say, change your tone. Mm -hmm. Don't say it like that. What you're saying is nice, but the fact that you're shouting it in someone's face makes it wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever it is. And we've actually said all those (laughs) recently. (laughs) Uh, One of our seven-year-olds, he doesn't like rules. (laughs) He's seven right? He's never liked rules. He does not, he wants to do what he wants to do. And he's very um, spontaneous. And so he comes up with something, terrible ideas, most of the time, terrible, right? So, because he's seven. And so he got mad. Oh, what was it? He had a toy in the living room and his room is right off of the living room. And it was Mm -hmm. really, it was like this big Godzilla thing tripping hazard Mm -hmm. and it's going to hurt. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I said, Hey, can you pick up your toy and put it in your room? And he opened the door and threw it in there. And I said, we don't throw it just willy nilly. You need to go pick it up. You have a toy box in your room. Mm -hmm. Just go put it in there. Mm -hmm. Ah! Yeah. And at one point he screamed, 
I hate this family or I want a new family. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Bad choice of words. Dad mm-hmm. snatched him up and he's like, dude, do you even know what you're saying? You're seven. Do mm-hmm. you know what you're saying? Let's talk about what you're saying, mm-hmm. because maybe if you understand what you're saying, you won't choose to say it yeah. because what you're saying is it's really harmful first Mm -hmm. off it hurts my feelings because I'm your dad this is how I feel when Mm -hmm. you say this and then you know putting it into perspective of well what would what would happen if you didn't have a family that Mm -hmm. loved you would Mm -hmm. they want to take you to this fun class that you do that's extra probably not would they want you to play this instrument that you're learning that you like probably not Mm -hmm. you know and he's letting him I guess realize that we do a lot of things for him that he he likes just because Mm -hmm. he likes them you Mm -hmm. know and so when he says that he doesn't want to be in our family this is why it hurts our feelings Mm -hmm. this is what we feel when you say that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and I mean he stopped yesterday but that was yesterday so today's a new day he hasn't come home from school yet so I don't really know how that's gonna go we'll see how it goes today (laughs) right but it's one of those like first you're screaming and that's not cool and then second what you're saying is not nice Mm -hmm. so like if you're mad tell me you're mad at me the first time he ever said I am mad I lit I clapped for him mm-hmm. and I <laughs> he was like five because up until that point he would hit or bite uh-huh. or scratch or throw mm-hmm. something and then one day I was like what is wrong and he's like I am so mad and I'm like yes mm-hmm. thank you yes now why are you mad what can I do Amazing. why are you mad mm-hmm. and it's like bing and then we didn't have problems with him for a long time because he realized we don't know what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. So if he just says it, we can help him. Yeah. And now can we rinse and repeat that for every adult in our life? Right, that would be right? amazing. amazing. Yes. That would yeah. be fantastic. And we also instill the, you know, you can like the person and not like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is your brother. You live in the same room as him. You might not like that he's XYZ, but you don't need to say you hate him. Mm -hmm. You can say, I don't like that you're doing this. Or can you stop touching my toy bed, Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. You can do stuff like that and you can do it nicely and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we also do um, for our family is you do not have to hug me. I am your mom. You do not have to hug me. If Mm -hmm. you, even my one-year-old, I don't say, come give me a kiss. I say, can I kiss you? And she will lean in and let me kiss her or or she'll walk away like I didn't say anything or Mm -hmm. she'll lean in and give me a kiss but we don't force her to do that you know and when I see one of the older brothers say well give me a kiss I'm like but she doesn't have to Mm -hmm. and that's okay because sometimes you just don't feel like it and it doesn't mean she doesn't like you it just means she just doesn't feel like it and that's Mm -hmm. okay you know and every once in a while my husband will pipe in yeah mom does that to me all the time and I'm like shut up I don't (laughs) (laughs) and he's like no but that's okay sometimes you just don't want somebody in your bubble and that's fine and I'm like oh I see what you're doing here okay okay yeah yeah (laughs) so and it's it's just whatever you know like 
I don't want them to feel like it's a big deal, even though it's a big deal to me, you know, like nobody, like when we were kids, and I say this for general 30 and up, we were taught, you give grandpa, grandma, uncles, you hug them to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. But what if they're one of those tricky adults and they're doing something that's not okay? Yep. You know, and that did happen to me as a kid. And I didn't know it was wrong until somebody asked me about it. And I just kind of blurted it out and they're like, that's not not okay. Mm -hmm. And isn't it amazing how we don't know things aren't okay? Like some of the abuse that you and I have been mm-hmm. through or some of the behaviors that we have experienced from other people. We don't know it's not okay until someone is right. just like, hold right. the phone. Like, let's just, like, earth. what are you doing? This, like, yeah. let's, let me shine a light on the fact that this is not normal and this is not okay. And you know, you right. say something here. And it's my... so important when we're, when we're parenting now, I have my animals. I don't have human babies myself yet, as everyone knows, but when you're working with kids, it's so important to teach them, like, listen to your list, like, listen to your feelings, listen to your gut, teaching personal boundaries, teaching expression of emotion and teaching mm-hmm. that it's, it's okay to say something. It's okay to not like something. It's okay to want right? something. It's okay to not want something. It's And that's okay is one of my very favorite phrases. Like you're feeling that and that's okay. And it's okay. You're there today (laughs) and it's okay because the world Mm -hmm. around us, you people like you and me and our age group, we were taught that it wasn't okay to be angry, especially female. Like you have to be happy when you're happy. I'm happy. You're controlling, you know, there's so much responsibility put on our shoulders. Like, hug people and be nice and solve problems and be there for everyone. And we were taught that if you're having a bad day, it's not okay. Oh, stay away from that person. They're miserable today. Like they've got a bad attitude today, or maybe I'm just having a day and I can still do my job just because I'm having a day. I'm hormonal. I'm sad. I went through whatever shit is going on. It doesn't mean I'm a bad fucking person just because I'm having a bad day. Right. But oh my goodness, it's just so important to yeah. teaching your kids the things you're teaching yours. It's amazing to hear. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Truly. Thank like you. I'm so Thank proud you. of you. You've come so far <laughs> in the years that I've known you. Thank you. So in oh. some one thing that I did um notice when I was married to my ex is mm-hmm. he as soon as he came home from work, he wanted Daphne to give him kisses Mm. and it was cute like the first couple of times but then it was like she was done and he was like no I want more kisses Mm. and Mm. he wouldn't like let her down and I mean they weren't like inappropriate kisses it was like kissing on the cheek or something but it was one of those well she's not comfortable anymore she's done Mm -hmm. why does she have to kiss you x amount of times before you say it's okay for her to go Mm -hmm. you know and so removing her from that she doesn't do that at his house Mm -hmm. and he kind of resents her for it Mm -hmm. like she will say that he is more excited to see her little sisters that are over there he's more excited to see them they run up and give him kisses and she said something like he doesn't smile at me 
he smiles at them. Mm. And I was like, well, what does he do? And she's like, well, he looks at me all serious. And in my mind, I saw the face that he was making. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And she made this face. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that face. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but it just, I know I'm doing the right thing. Like I, but he doesn't make me feel welcome kind of thing. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. But at least it doesn't change her mind. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? She still does what she's comfortable with. Yeah. And I'm like, yay, mm-hmm. stay like this, stay yeah. like this, because I was never like that until mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And now I'm 35, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Lots, lots, lots of lots of positive reinforcement for her behavior, which it sounds like you're it's giving fantastic. her. She's so cool. Yeah. I wish I was she like sounds, her. Right? Like you're talking about her. I was like, I want to be like her when, when I grow right? up. I want to be like Daphne. <laughs> we should just put it on our shirts or our coffee mugs. I want to be like Daphne. I mean, I'm starting an, an apparel line of like sweatshirts and t-shirts and coffee mugs and stuff. So uh-huh. I'm just like, every time like that sprinkles comment, I'm so putting that. I'm gonna put it on a sprinkles white are for winners sprinkles are for winners I'm like <laughs> r- let me write that down sprinkles are oh. for winners got it okay we're gonna put I it think on a I, mug. <laughs> I think that was on like an insurance commercial or something it was a progressive commercial or something and this it was so it was so stupid it was like they were playing basketball or something and he and she's like that's okay we'll we'll still get ice cream and he goes with sprinkles and she goes no jimmy sprinkles are for for winners winners. (laughs) (laughs) when that ta-da you can't Uh, meet me i'm beating you with facts like uh, revolution revolutionary thought you know this is a milestone in my life Mm -hmm. i was like you know what i might be vanilla because I'm kind of a plain person but my rainbow sprinkles mean I'm a winner and yeah I actually put that on Facebook and those who know they knew uh-huh. and they're like yes yeah. and everybody else was like I like sprinkles too and I'm like you're so cute mm-hmm. yep 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 no so. those major wins with the narcissist are um are something else mine actually came back in January made a fake Instagram profile to stock my stuff for a couple of months. And I knew it was him the first time he viewed my story. It's just, it, it's so obvious. We just know, we know, you know, you know, when they do, you know, when mm-hmm. the number pops up, there's just something in the back of your brain, a sixth sense that goes, ah, I know who that is. You're like, I know who that is. Yep. Mm. And so reached out in January of this year, after three and a half years of no contact to apologize when really it was just like wanting me to teach him boundaries. It was just a way, a foot in the door. It was something he was saying to check the Mm -hmm. box that he said it so that he could Uh talk about his current situation, right? And get advice on his current relationship. So when it inevitably- To live rent-free in your mind. Yes. So inevitably when this whole thing, like a couple of days later, it blew up and he, the mask came off And he started lashing out again in true fashion, like he always did. Mm -hmm. I didn't, it was the morning of my, I don't know if you've seen the branding photos I've done, like my profile picture, those pictures Mm -hmm. that I did for my company. Mm -hmm. It was that morning. It was that morning. I was supposed to, this huge 
hugely fucking expensive photo shoot I'd worked a year to pay for Mm -hmm. that morning he started lashing out and I was just like I'm not engaging I'm not engaging block delete blocked her blocked them blocked everybody poured myself a cocktail no it's the night before the photo shoot excuse me poured myself a cocktail and I was Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna go stay in a big fancy hotel downtown Austin order room service and celebrate I didn't have sprinkles but I did have (laughs) I got I got chicken wings and a vodka cranberry so it's my version my version of the the vanilla ice cream and sprinkles and it's just something to celebrate it really is when you have just mm-hmm. that moment, like for you, it was that, no, I have my facts for me. It was that, holy shit. It happened finally three and a half years later. And I didn't engage. I didn't take right. the date. I didn't fight. I didn't let it get to me. And right. For anyone in my audience who's listening, I'm sure, you know, a narcissist, you've either dated one, married one, divorced one, are still with one, still in the cycle, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You have two people here, very empowered women who are a couple of years out of these situations. You will get there. Like you, Ashley, you can vouch for this. Like you'll get there. You'll have your moment where it feels like a win and it might mm-hmm. not feel like it when you're in the middle of it, when they're still manipulating right. you, but when they're still yelling at you when you when can still yelling. hear them, when yep. a part of you still values what they're saying. And when you're first out of it and you're like, man, I miss them so much. I want to go back to them so much. And every single moment feels like a loss. Eventually you will have your triumphant moment where you're like, no, Mm -hmm. I definitely won that one. I'm going to go have vanilla ice cream with sprinkles now. Right. (laughs) Where's my sprinkles? Where are my sprinkles? (laughs) Cheers. Yeah, no, it's true. It's. I mean, yep. There were, there were definitely days when I was like, crying my eyes out in the middle of the night because my kids were asleep and I didn't want them to see that something was wrong mm-hmm. right they thought you know because they're kids they thought oh we're having a fun time at our friend's house mm-hmm. and you know and I was crying like but what was it about me that wasn't enough mm-hmm. and blah 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 you know and I'm beating myself up yeah and then I took a step back and I'm like it's not that something was wrong with me Mm -hmm. it's that he was realizing that I was slowly starting to stand up for myself and he didn't like that and he replaced me Mm -hmm. with someone who didn't have those boundaries who she she was a better she was a a better like um supply is what they call yeah like a like a supply I was gonna say battery pack but that makes sense Yeah. yeah where where you know she hadn't seen the ugly side yet so Mm -hmm. she still you know thought the sun shone out of his ass you know Mm -hmm. and um I mean she learned pretty quickly a couple months later she tried to run him over with her car (gasps) still married him that's interesting but but yeah (laughs) in front of Daphne too oh no she's like she's like miss ma'am hit dad with the car and I'm like what what (laughs) she said yeah I'm leaving and he said no you're not and she hit him I'm like (laughs) but yeah it's it yeah it 
but at the time being in the situation, I thought, God, something is wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with me. How am I not enough? And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like thinking all of all my life achievements, you know, I have mm-hmm. two bachelor's degrees. Yeah. I was in the military for 11 years. At the time I had three kids, you know, mm-hmm. like, look at all these things I've done. Look at my, my health and fitness, mm-hmm. you know, and all these things, you know, I'm a, I'm a good member of my church. Mm-hmm. I'm a good mom. And I, you know, all this stuff. And then I realized it's not because I wasn't enough. It's because he wanted control of everything. And he was realizing that little by little, he was losing it because mm-hmm. it, because I can't do my job if you're taking all of my control, you know, mm-hmm. I can't raise these kids if I have to ask you permission to do everything. And so Mm -hmm. I stopped asking permission, Mm -hmm. you know, I signed them up for, or took them out of things. And, you know, I was, I was changing things and he didn't like that. I was changing things. So, but now he has his new little family and they do everything that he wants. And Mm -hmm. I know it's mean, but not my problem. It's not your problem. And it's not mean to say that you got out, you're, you're, you got out, you're in a a healthy relationship. You are doing well. You're raising productive Mm -hmm. children who are self-aware and have boundaries of their own. And every day, I'm Mm -hmm. sure you learn a little bit more about yourself and your own boundaries. Um, and (laughs) you know, constantly you're only 35, you're 35, but you're only 35. There's still so much life to live. And Right. Your narcissist isn't in the future. He is exactly teeny tiny part of it because he's the parent of you know he's Daphne's dad, yeah. but not in your very life. small, very teeny tiny, right? Very teeny very tiny. tiny. It's fantastic. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad you got out. I would love to have you back actually for another episode because we're at time now to talk about okay. what it was like dating after. Ooh. Yeah. And like learning boundaries and communication and nurturing a yes, healthy relationship. That's a good one. So next time we talk, we'll focus on that. I think that would be amazing. So okay. tell good. the people if they would like to connect with you, or maybe there's someone who really resonated with your story and would love to reach out for support in her own situation, et cetera. Where can they reach you on the socials? Um, I am on Instagram. I have to mm-hmm. pull it up because I have like like four different Instagrams. My dog has an Instagram. (laughs) Jeez. I'm one of those people. So, (laughs) okay. So our Instagram is my dot big dot blended dot family of 10, my big blended family of 10. 10. Okay, cool. So, and it's, I update it pretty regularly. It's, most of the time it's just like things about the kids and stuff, but you can send me a message and I, Mm -hmm. I generally answer them. So awesome. It's interesting. (laughs) It is. It's it's a lot. It's a big family. You've got a lot going on. You've got an incredible story. And I'm sure if anyone, you know, wants to reach out and say, say something sweet or reach out for support, Mm -hmm. you're there. Um, So I'm going (laughs) to, put her links guys down below with her bio and the little uh snippet about the episode that I always do so you'll be able to just click on a link and go right to her Instagram and reach out if you'd like to connect with her Uh, in the last minute Ashley if you've got one thing one tip one lesson one thing on your heart to tell the people today 
one piece of advice, what would you tell them? Um, oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> probably just what we had said before that you can say no, that's a complete answer mm -hmm. and it's okay. And it's okay. And it's, and it's okay if others don't like it. Mm -hmm. No is a complete thought. So. I love it. Absolutely Yay. perfect. I am so. You get sprinkles. You get sprinkles and you get sprinkles, sprinkles. for doing this. this. Guys, this is her first podcast episode like that she's ever done. Ever. So I think she killed it. Don't you? <laughs> Yay. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe right. next time I won't blush the whole time. I've yeah, been red okay. the whole time. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. Didn't even oh. notice it. Um, Y'all, if you love the episode, which I'm sure you did, like, comment, share it email admin at sarahfalciani.com if you have any feedback questions concerns connect with ashley on the instagrams connect with me on the instagrams i love you all so much thank you for joining us and i will see you all next week <laughs>